this particular series is key in you moving out of where you are into where you've always desired to be. Look at First Thessalonians chapter number 5. And um, yeah, if you guys can just put me uh, 25 minutes on the clock, I'll give you 25 minutes and then we'll pick it up next week. Chapter 5, verse 23. It's, it's good, it's good. Um, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody says spirit, soul, and body. body. Say it real loud. Spirit, soul, and body. body. Now go to 3 John 2. 3 John 2. Do we have a little thing I can sit this on? Got a little table. There's some good tea. 3 John 2. When you have it, say I have it. We're going to read it together. You said, don't have it? (laughs) Oh, 3 John 2. Get it on the screen. Let's read it together. Ready? Huh? We don't have that version? 3 John. Right, the verses 2. 3 John 2. I'm sorry. 3 John and then verse 2. I'm sorry. (laughs) I know. Y'all hostile, boy. He's about to get on me, man. So. You ready? You got it up on the screen? Okay, there it is. Ready? Let's read it together. Read. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even... Read it again. One more time. Beloved, I wish above... Even, just as, just as, um, equal with your soul prospering. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, but even with, consistent with, equal to your soul prospering. Write this down if you can. If there is anything that can stop you from closing the gap on how you're living, and how you desire to live, it would be your soul. If there is anything that can stop you from closing the gap, listen to me very, very carefully and do not be distracted today. If there is anything that can stop you from closing the gap on how you're living and how you desire to live, it would be your soul. Now, 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 when I say how you, thank you, sir. This just as big as this, ain't it? It's cool, ain't it? Praise the Lord. When I say um, um, how you desire to live, I'm not just talking about because I want a bigger house or I want a bigger car or I want some better material thing. When I'm talking about how you're living and how you desire to live, I'm talking about your heart. Because everything flows out of your heart. Your new car, your new job, your spouse, it all flows. The boundaries, the issues, the parameters of your life, they flow out of your heart. So I'm not talking about, when I talk about what, how you desire to live, I'm talking about free from depression. I'm talking about free from lack, free from 
ungodly desires. I'm talking about knowing your purpose. I'm talking about getting along with your family and your friends, having relational success. Some of us uh, in the body of Christ, we just struggle with everybody relationally. It's always something. You don't get along at work. You get you, you, you have it out with your family. You, you, the people, your next door neighbor don't like you. The dog won't bark. It's just always something when it comes to relationships. And that's a part of how, and, and if you be honest, you don't want to live like that. You don't even want to respond how you respond to people. Some of us, we're, we're so we're so quick, we're tempered, and, and we, we clap back, and we snap back, and, and our, our response is always so harsh, and you don't want to be like that. And you say, God, why am I like that? This all comes out of the soulish realm. Um, you, when I talk about how you want to live, I'm talking about financial success. Because you can, you, can, you can have a one-bedroom apartment, you can have an 84 Chevy, and you can be just as cool because your bills are paid, you got some money put up for the future, you got food in the refrigerator, and you good. And, 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 and you are financially successful. Um, um, and so it, it's based on what your portion is and where you are. But either way, you want to have some say-so with your money. You want to be financially successful. This comes out of your soul. You want your body to be healed. What's good to have a big old house, but you in there coughing and sneezing and you you own dialysis and all that. The devil is a liar. He says, I want your whole spirit, soul, and body to be presented blameless. I want you to get all this in line so you can live the life that I've called you to live. Now, whenever you are living apart from God's plan, we talked about the first week, God's plan. He has it all planned out plans to prosper you, to to make you successful, to give you the future that you hope for. Whenever you are living apart from that, it can be traced back to a soul problem. So the real question is, guys, is how healthy is your soul? Write that down. How healthy is your soul? If everything should flood through that soulless realm, because be, be, because that's how God designed it, because you are a spirit, you possess a soul, and you live in a body. You possess a mind, a will. You have emotions. You have intellect. You have a thinking ability, a choosing ability, a feeling ability. You have a conscience, um, that which, which is your your parameter of, of right and wrong. You have all of that. All of that is in your soul and if he says you're going to prosper as all of that prospers we got to get that to prospering so we can be what God has called us to be and have what he's called us to have and so many believers in church have never been taught this so we thought it was in our running it was in our jumping it was in our dancing it was in our spitting it was in our shouting and we did all of that and we we, we didn't get better but in some cases we got worse because you dance but you still went and you couldn't control control all these things that you don't even want to do yourself. Go to Galatians chapter number five. We're going to talk about it. Paul makes it very clear in the New Testament about us doing what we don't want to do. I don't even want to do the things I'm doing. I smoked. I didn't even want to smoke yesterday. I drank. I didn't even want to drink. I didn't want to have sex with him. I just did it. I just went. That's what I do. You know why? Because it's soul habits. Your spirit was made brand new. Your spirit is brand spanking new. When you came to Jesus, your spirit became brand new. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. All things have become new. Your spirit is brand 
brand new. Your spirit, write this down, is heaven ready. Your spirit is heaven ready. It's brand new. You ain't trying to be made new. You ain't trying to be better. Your spirit is new. It's just like God. You have the DNA of God in you running through your veins. If you can crack open this body and look at your spirit, it would look just like God. That's why he said, if any man be in Christ, in Christ, he's new. He's brand spanking new. So if I'm brand spanking new, then why am I still doing the old things that I was doing before I became brand spanking new? Because your soul was not affected by the born again experience. Your spirit was made new, but your soul wasn't. So yes, you're saved, you're born again, you love God, but you still have soul habits. And they can be renewed by the word of God. So I told y'all, stop singing these old religious songs. When I got saved, I looked at my hands and they did too. And I looked at, that's a lie. I still had big old ugly hands after I got saved. And before I got saved, come on here. God can change that by the word. But when I got saved, I looked the exact same way I did before I gave Jesus my life. So why do I love Jesus, but I still have me a square every now and again? Why do I, why do I love Jesus? But when you come to most churches, there's a line of folk outside sending up a smoke offering to the Lord. Before they come in, they finish it off and they come on in the service. Why? 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 Why do I love Jesus with all my heart? Yes, my soul wants to please God. But every now and again, I, I'm, I'm just tired of waiting on marriage. I got to just go on and get my, my ties rotated every now and again. I got to get me a little something every now and again. Out of soul habits. Galatians chapter 5. Come on, say amen. amen. We, we have a soul problem. Say, I'm a spirit man. I'm not a soul man. I'm led by the spirit of God. Galatians chapter 5. Because, I keep trying to get to the scripture. If your soul is not renewed, although God has laid all these things out for us, We'll still live broke. We'll still live sick. We'll still be prejudiced. We'll still be overweight. We'll still be lying and cheating. We'll still be doing things we shouldn't be doing if our soul is not renewed. Galatians 5 verse 16. Are you still with me? Are you with me? This I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The lust, this lust in this chapter is not talking about just sexual lust. You can write in your Bible, write in your notes, appetite. If you walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the appetite, the desire, the cravings, the cravings of the flesh. Because although you are born again, I don't care how deep you are, how loud you can pray, how big you can play, how good you can sing. This flesh wants what it wants because the Bible says there's no good thing in it. And you can be then just left the platform and here comes these ungodly cravings and appetites and desires. And you got to know how to deal with them. And what the church has been doing is just succumbing to them. I know I ain't supposed to, but, and so I go on and do what I shouldn't be doing, then I'm sorry on the way home. The devil is a liar. We got to stop allowing the enemy to pull the wool over our eyes and getting us caught up and getting us condemned and guilty. When we don't have to go that way, you, you can live above ungodly desires. Say, I can live above ungodly desires. 
I'm trying to holler. I can't even holler, man. Go, go, go look at verse number 17. For the flesh lusted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. Sound like a fight to me. Sound like a fight to me. Sound like I love God, but I love God, but that's what I love about God. He wants us to love him more than the desires we have that's against him. He wants us to choose him. He could have made us robots. And we just worship all day and cry holy before the throne and do whatever he programmed us to do. But he wants a people that choose to worship and love him. Yeah, there are other ways. There are other things. Yeah, I could do this. Yeah, I could go out with y'all and put on my short skirt and put my breasts out. But I choose to live holy. I choose to follow God's plan. Yes, I could come in here and try to talk to every girl that's in here. I could come in here and try to hit every woman. I could do all that. But I choose to live holy. For the flesh lusted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that ye cannot do the things that you want to do. But if ye be led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh, right in your Bible, the unrenewed soul. The works of your unrenewed soul. We're talking about flood my soul. Renew it. The works of the unrenewed soul are manifest. That's how you know your soul is unrenewed. When you when you in adultery, when you're fornicating, I know this is old school teaching because I heard a preacher tell me it is okay for you to have sex before marriage now. I don't care what nobody else is teaching and what they are saying and what they are doing and what these lying witches are saying across this this television, this Christian television, even you about to stay with the word. Because some of these very folk that's prophesying to you and you sending money to, they are lying wonder. They got boyfriends at home and girlfriends at home and they nasty as all get up. You better wake up and turn on your discernment. This is how you know when your soul is not renewed in certain areas. When you in adultery, when you fornicate, uncleanliness, lasciviousness. That means I want to stop, but I can't find the brakes. I don't want to be doing this. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, strife, discord, all this is works of the flesh. Jealousy, envy, rage, strife, seditions, divisions, heresies, resentment, murders, drunkenness, revelance, revelance, that means riotous living, and such like. Of which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. We ain't talking about heaven. We talking about the kingdom of God, his way of living here in the earth realm. I told you when you were born again, y'all about to catch what I'm telling you. When you gave your life to Jesus, your spirit was made brand new and your spirit is heaven ready. Now you can live like hell down here waiting to go to heaven or you can live a glorious life down here before you go. Which one do you want? But the fruit of the spirit, verse 22, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness. This is how you know when your spirit, your soul is being renewed. Because when you want to cuss, when you want to act a fool, when they deserve to be cussed out. You ever had somebody, they deserved. 
You said now you 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 said now you you better be glad I'm saved because you you deserve. Love, joy, come on, peace, long-suffering. You know when your soul has been renewed when you can suffer long through some, some things with some people. And some folk you want to just let go, but God says, no, go through it with them. Gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, um, um, against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh, oh my God, with the affections and lust thereof. They, they, the desires and the appetites, they killed that by renewing their soul. Say amen to that. Now, now, now turn over to Second, Second, Second Corinthians. Said my spirit is brand new. This is how the enemy gets us and beats us up because he he tells us that when you do mess up, you got to start all over again. Your spirit is brand new. It's been sealed. I need you to hear what I'm telling you. This is what keeps us working hard. Well, you don't believe what I just told you. You mess up, so I, I got to go to press area. I got to go pray real hard because I messed up this week. You're trying to work something out. It's already been sealed. It's already been done. And because it's already been done, that's why I want to serve God right. That's why I want to do right. That's why I want to live right. I don't get a license to go act a fool because it's already been done on my behalf. Shall we continue messing up because grace abounds? God forbid. If any man be in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, you ain't got to turn there. I think you already did, though. He's a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become brand new. Look at Romans chapter 7. That's why I wanted you to turn. Real quick, I got seven minutes. Come on. Romans chapter 7. You, you Say, I'm brand new. Say, my spirit is brand new. Say it loud. Say, my spirit is brand new. It reflects the nature of God. What's the nature of God? I just read it to you in Galatians chapter 5. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Your spirit reflects that. Your spirit wants to do right. Your spirit wants to come to church. It wants to serve and sow and submit. Your spirit wants to do that. Look, look, look. I'll prove it. Look at Romans chapter 7, verse number 22. You got it on the screen so they can see it or turn to it or flip to it. It says, for I delight. What does delight mean? Come on, educators. What does delight mean? I like that. Take pleasure. I take pleasure in the law of God after the inward man, which means my inner man takes pleasure in the law of God. Look at the amplified version of this. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. I don't want to go to no church. They hollering and screaming, jumping around. They ain't got no word. I ain't got time for that. I got to grow up in God. I got to grow up in God. I got to grow up in God. In the natural, if you see a 40-year-old man with a pacifier in his mouth, you'd laugh at him and you said something is wrong. Same thing in the spirit. You got 45-year-old believers and they still got pacifiers in their mouth because they never grew up in their, in their salvation. Yes, you're saved, but you never grew up in it. Look, look, for I endorse, I like that, and delight. What does endorse mean? Come on, help me, talk back. I who? Support, approve. Somebody says something else over here. Sign off. I, you telling me to, you telling me to close it out? Who's this? I, I approve and I take pleasure in the law of God in my innermost self. With my new nature. 
Look at what the NASB says. The NASB is a new American standard Bible. I don't know if we got that upstairs, but it says, for I joyfully concur. That's not like that song. This will be a joyful surrender. I joyfully concur. I joyfully agree with the law of God in my inner man. So we, it's proven here um, um, in Matthew 26, 41, that the spirit, your new man, is willing. But it is the flesh, it is your unrenewed soul that is weak. Your spirit wants to love your spouse. It wants to serve your spouse. It wants to get them KFC, as she said, and not Popeyes or whatever her word was. It wants to do that. It wants to honor your pastors and leaders. It wants to love one another. It wants to submit to one another. It wants to abstain from drinking and smoking and sexing and all of that stuff. It wants to go to church. It wants to serve. It wants to sow. It wants to submit. Your spirit wants to do that but your unrenewed soul that flesh ain't nothing good in it and it'll take you on trips you didn't pack for oh it will it will it will so you got to understand this flesh it will all write this down my flesh will always send me off tweet that put that on Facebook my flesh will always send me off always but sometimes I follow the flesh and it just you know no it it may feel good the Bible even says that sin is pleasurable for a season and some of y'all outside your season glory to God in heaven it's time for you to get it together Tell your neighbor, say, get it together. Hey, glory to God in heaven. I will have you, your your flesh will have you acting out of character. (laughs) Outside of your newborn again character. Your, Your flesh always, write this down, always tries to convince you that you have a life. What you mean? What you mean? What you mean? Once you got saved. <laughs> I hope y'all ready for this. One. Once you got saved. You gave up your life. And you don't have a life anymore. I prove it to you. What do you say to your friends when you run into them that's not saved anymore or is not saved yet? You says, I gave my life to Jesus, to Christ. I gave my what? Life. Come on, say it again. I gave my what? Life. Which means I don't have it no more. I knew I was going to lose half the people. So stop with this mess. I got to live my life. Stop with this mess, I got to do me. Stop with this mess, I've been in church all my life, I got to just do my life now. You don't have a life. Hear me loud and hear me clear. Turn my mic up, you know I'm up here with this voice. Hear me loud and hear me clear. Put it, put it in this one then, come on here. Hear me loud and hear me clear. Can you hear me now? Can you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? You don't have a life. 
Life as you knew it is over. Go to second, go to Galatians 2. I'll prove it. I'll prove it. Because y'all look at me like I'm crazy. I get so tired of believers saying, I got to do me. I got to live my life. You ain't got no life. If you wanted to have your life, you shouldn't have got saved. You can't go to the army and tell them I got to do me and I got to have my life. Were you in the army of the Lord? And you relinquished your life when you got in. They don't even call you a civilian in the army. They call you a soldier. Because what you did out there don't matter no more. You in here now. And we wear this and we eat this and we cut our hair like this and we march to the same beat. Why? Because we're in the army of the Lord. I got to do me. I got to do me. What has doing you got you? Where has it got you? Confused, locked up, knocked up, drugged up. And you want to keep trusting yourself with yourself? I don't have a life. I don't, I don't, and it's not because I'm a preacher. I don't have a life since I was 12 years old and I got saved in my aunt's basement and spoke in new tongues. I gave up my life at 12. Let me give you a Bible on it. That's just a cult. See, they're trying to get y'all. You hush. You didn't tell the Deltas that. You didn't tell the Sigmas that. You didn't tell the Masons that. You didn't tell the Eastern Stars that. Or don't come for me. Galatians 2. I'm, see, somebody got to tell the truth. Look at Galatians 2. Put it on, I want you to see it on the screen. Galatians 2. Amplify. 20. 20. Galatians 2 and 20 and amplify. You ain't got no life. And don't you, don't you write me about your sorority because I don't care about that. I ain't coming against your sorority, your fraternity, or your Easter style. None of that. I'm talking about the Bible. You do what you want to do. God don't wrestle with man and I don't either. So stop writing me them letters about that. I have been crucified with Christ. See, some folk watch you to catch you up on your words. You can't catch me up. I know the word. I know who I am and what I'm about. I've been crucified with Christ. I don't have a life. I've been crucified with Christ. In him, I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live. It is no longer I who live, J.W. It is no longer I who live. But Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live, which means it's a different life than I lived before. See, nobody want to tell you the truth. The life that I now live, I live in the body. I live by faith and by the adherence to and reliance on and complete trust in the son of God who loved me. And gave himself for me. So why do I live like I live now? Because he loved me. 
and gave himself for me. He loved me and gave himself for me. And in response, I laid my life down before him. And I said, I'll please you with my life. And there's a whole lot of stuff in me, God. You already know that I don't like. It's ugly. It's nasty. It's dirty. I got bad thoughts. I got all kind of things going on. I, I, I got old stuff I used to do trying to come back up sometimes. But you got to help me with that. He said, I gave you my word. It's quick and it's powerful and it's sharp. And it can do anything. If you swallow that, it'll display its activity in your life and you ain't got to deal with this no more. But I live the life I live now because he loved me and he gave himself for me. And if we could just sometimes think about how much he loves us and that he gave himself for us, we wouldn't put weight on anybody else and what they're doing that, that dictates our behavior. I do what I do because he loves me. And he gave himself. You can come. You can go. You can leave. You can holler. You can scream. You can talk about me. You can get offended. It doesn't matter. I do what I do because he loves me. And he gave himself for me. You can leave the church. You can go to another one. You can bash me on Facebook. It doesn't matter. I do what I do because he loves me. And he gave himself for me. I need you to understand people of God. We don't have a life. And that is why we have so much issue with our soul because we think we're in charge of us. And I want to do what I want. I don't have a right to do what I want to do. I didn't want to stop watching porn. I was enjoying watching porn. I had to stop because it didn't go with my new life. (sighs) Nobody want to talk, Chris. They just want to play games. I don't understand, Maurice. This real church, man, God wants his people free. When you get through shouting, he wants you to be free. That's why when we called that line yesterday, Pastor Keisha, this line was so long around this church, and it just, it, it, it blessed me so to see people, I want to be free. But after she laid hands on you, or he laid hands on you, and you got up, now you got to put some work to that deliverance. You first got to make up your mind that my life is not my own. Folks that are unmarried, when I was unmarried and I was dating Pastor London, yo, I wanted that booty before we got married. I didn't want to wait. But because my life is not, y'all laughing. Y'all laughing. Y'all laughing. I'm not trying to be funny at all. I'm telling you the truth. Because half y'all in here, y'all having more sex than the married people. That's why you're singing off and you're dancing off and your serving is off. Because you got power, but as old girl said, you must be cleansed. I didn't want to wait. When the mother went at home, she said, work 90% of the time, Jay. I didn't have to wait. I could have got that booty. Come on here. But because my life is not my own. And sometimes I went home. It was was this long ride home, Jack. And I struggled in my flesh saying, I could have stayed. I should go back. I could have. Nobody would know. But because my life ain't my own. See, y'all been doing stuff to please the pastor in your local church. Scratch that. What pastor going to say? What the ministry leader going to say if they find Scratch that. What about God? He loved me and gave himself for me. I live to please him, not Pastor Reggie. 
That's why I don't put myself on Facebook. They always look. I might care about your Facebook. When I see you wilding out, I pray for you because my heart goes out for you because I know you've forgotten that he loves you and gave himself for you. Yeah. I'm not here to condemn and beat nobody up. I want you to understand that he loves you and gave himself for you. And because of that, if you were in a situation where you're about to die and naturally I came in and snatched you out, you would be forever grateful to me. You would be buying me dinner and hugging me and grinning and you go on news and talk about it. Well, he loves us and gave himself for us. We were destined for hell and the grave. We were messed up. They said, we, I was a wretch undone. He took my place. It should have been me on the cross, but he took my place. And what I deserve, he took it. And because of that, I love him. I serve him. Listen, I obey him. And when I understand that, I can't use it. That's why I don't go to church. No, 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 no. I don't care what you do. He loves me and gave himself for me. So scratch you. I'm going to obey him. You can have an off day, an off year. You can offend me. It don't matter. He loved me and gave himself for me. Are y'all listening to me? And because of that, I want to serve him. And you don't have to be concerned about having bad seasons or bad days because you will have them. You will have them. You will have them. That, that's, and I, I want to I get your soul renewed in every area. Every area. There are things in your heart you don't even want. It's interesting, Pastor Terrence was praying yesterday, and he began to pray, because I got in line after everybody, I got in line too. At least got in line. Let's get what we got to get. He began to pray some things, and he began to pray for insecurities, because everybody got them. Everybody got them. And I says, oh, that thing hit my spirit. Yeah, dig out every insecurity in me. Relational insecurity, leading insecurity. Dig it out so I can be free. So my soul can be renewed in that area. What's your deal? What area is your soul not renewed in? What is it? What is it? What is it? And somebody told you, come on, let's, let's pray. And they prayed for you and it's nothing happened. Because you keep wanting something to happen external. There's something needs to happen internal. That you can trigger by the word of God. I'm out of time, but I got to give you this last scripture. Can I give it to you? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Glory to God in heaven. Go to John 6. I'm sorry, Romans 7. We were in Romans, Romans 7. Your flesh will always kick against the will of God. Write this down, and I'm, this is the last thing you have to write. Don't trust your flesh. That thing is bogus. How do you know? John 6, 63 says there's, there's, it profits us nothing. Romans seven eighteen says, in it dwelleth no good thing. Romans 6, or 8 and 6 says, in the flesh you can't even please God. 
Look at Romans chapter 7, verse number 18, upper room. Can you pull it up in the NLT? I think we're getting this, Pastor Terrence. I really do. I love you too much to get up here and play with you. Pastor Rough, Pastor Harsh. No, no, no. I am a pastor. I'm not a, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a guy who runs a church. I'm a pastor. I'm a master lover of people. I'm grace to cover people. And your covering ain't always, hey, poo-poo, I love my boys. But sometimes I got to snatch them. Sometimes I got to raise my voice at them and say some things I don't even want to say. Get over here. Sit down. Don't do that. Sometimes I got to spank them. Not often, but I have to spank them. I don't, I don't, want, I don't look to spank them. I, I, I personally try to avoid spanking them. I said, dude, I'm, I'm trying not to hit you. Would you just go over there and sit down? But sometimes you got to go there. Don't mean you don't love them. I remember I saw a lady. Uh, we was going to eat in Oak Park at a little restaurant, and her son, little, little, little cute white boy, he's about about four, and he ran out between the cars. Oh, and she went and she snatched them and she shook them and she said, "Don't you do that? You can't do that. You scared mommy." And she went off on little boy, and 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 and, and I said, and Lord says that's love. Now the world sees it, they put on the news and say, look at her abusing her child. She, she loved him enough that it, it, it brought up her anger to see him even hurt himself or put himself in position to be hurt. God loves you that much that you don't even put yourself in position to be hurt. So learn how to take correction. Learn how to let him love you. They're not always going to be, let's go get some ice cream. Sometimes my kids get in the car and they'll say, get them to school. Can we go get this thing? I said, did you do that report I told you to do last week? Ah, well, you can't get nothing there. And here's the thing. It hurts me to say you can't even get it. Why? Because I want to give it to them. Because I love them just that much. I want to give them whatever they want. That's how God is with you. He wants to pawn you and shower you and give you every heart's desire. But some stuff, if you give it to you, you'll kill yourself with it. I can't give my son the keys to my car. He's eight. <laughs> a nine. He's one of the majors. He's nine, I think. Come on, look. Romans 7, I got to go. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. Write down your unrenewed soul. Your flesh. I want to do what is right, but I can't. Oh, Jesus. Look. Go to verse 19. Come on, come on. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. Come on, talk to me, Paul. Look at verse 20. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. Talking about the unrenewed soul, talking about the flesh. Because your spirit is perfect. 21, 21. I have discovered this principle of life. And when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. Verse 22. But I love God's law with all my heart. So what's the problem? The problem lies in the soul. And next week, I will give you step by step of how to get out of this place. I don't want to do it, but I do it. 
I was fighting it, but I did it anyway. We're going to help you next week. In Jesus' name. Give God praise for the word. <laughs>